Hello and welcome back to Ads for Success podcast number 10. Hello and welcome to Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry, agency owner, e-com coach, small business cheerleader and Facebook ads super geek. This podcast is full of real life advice from pulling back the curtains on my agency, seeing firsthand what's working right now in the world of ads. I'll be bringing you interviews from econ brands that are smashing it right now and hearing from the brains behind them how you can too. Full of practical advice, actionable tips and straight talking, no nonsense help to improve your econ store, your bottom line and just maybe your life. Stick around and let me show you how. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you enjoy the episode, please do leave a review as it helps others find us. Thanks for listening. And now on with the show. Welcome back to Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry. I am delighted to be joined today by my mentor, business crush, and all-round legend, Kat Howell. Kat has built up a multi-million dollar business between her ads agency and online training programs in just a few short years, while bringing up two young kids and traveling the world. So perhaps it is possible to have it all. Let's find out. Hi, Kat. Hello, business crush, eh? Hmm. You are my business crush. You were meant to hear that bit. (laughs) Cut out photos of me all over your vision. (laughs) My shrine, my shrine to that. Some incense, yeah. (laughs) How are you today? I'm really good, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for making the time. I know how busy you are. Do you want to, I'm sure you don't need to, but do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Um, I think you did a phenomenal job. I would say, you know, you said it's possible to have it all. I would say um, absolutely it is possible to have it all. But I also don't want to like give like this portrait that I'm like this Miss Perfect and I have everything plussed out of my life. So that would be like the only caveat I would add to that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cover that in a bit, whether it is possible to have it all, because I think that's that's the whole um facade isn't it the online world is like naught to six figures you know in less than overnight so Mm. okay so most people would want to speak to you about ads but I'm actually most interested in your mindset stuff and the the work that you've done to make such huge shifts in your business can you tell us a bit more about that Oh, yeah. Big, big topic, big subject. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you want me to talk about like how I got into it or my practices or? Yeah. How did you get into it? What's what was the what was the kind of moment for you that you started making those shifts? I think for me, it happened about well, it happened about three, three and a half years ago. And at the time, I was really, really in a bad spot in, in my business. And financially, my family wasn't doing very well. My my ex-husband at the time had just um, been made redundant. He was working in the oil industry, which had just kind of crapped itself. And the burden of supporting the mortgage, the family, I had 
I was pregnant. Uh, no, I had just given birth to a son. All fell on me all of a sudden. And prior to that, my ex-husband had been the primary income earner of the family. And I had my agency. But it was like, you know, I was dawdling it around sort of 5k a month. And it was really fluxing back and forth uh, all the time. And to all of a sudden be like, okay, now you actually have to make this business work. Otherwise, you know, I remember getting a, a real estate agent through the house at one stage to price it up because we thought like, this is it in a month or two, the bank is going to repossess our home. Hmm. And I, I think, you know, in hindsight, it was the push that I needed because when I, that pressure, that, that, that pressure that came onto me suddenly made me realize okay, if I don't do something, you know, if I don't sort this out, this is it. And I was really clutching at straws at that time. I felt like I had tried everything. I was definitely operating from a space of fear and anxiety. I was, you know, really afraid of what was about to happen to us as a family. I was really frustrated with my own progress and inability to grow my business. And uh, I saw an ad for um, um, you know, about building up a business and getting more clients. And this was for from my first mentor, Russ Rufino. Mm. And I ended up signing up to that. And we I actually took us further into the red, like I put that on a credit card, and it like went overdraft. So that that was like it, we had no more money, basically. And he was really big into mindset, which I had never previously explored in my life. And he, um, I think it because I was, you know, no plan B type of situation, this is it. I actually listened to what he had to say. I, I think if I wasn't in that position, I would have kind of eye rolled a lot of what he said and been like, oh, this is so hippie or whatever. It's not for me. But I, yeah. I just did it because I didn't have a choice. And honestly, it, it just completely changed my life. And, and very, very quickly at that, it was almost like a matter of months. Um, and the turnaround was was pretty phenomenal. So uh, that's kind of how it all started for me, that that exploring yeah. of, you know, the impact that your mind has on the reality and, you know, your business as well. Yeah, definitely. And it, and it is transformational, isn't it? I've, I haven't done half the stuff that you have, but I've made huge, huge differences in my personal and business life. And you're, you're like pretty deep into this stuff, I know. But if people were feeling in a similar position to you, where would you say is like a good place to start? Is it, I don't know, reading books or meditating or what's, what's the best kind of gateway into it? Oh, that's a good question. And, mm. and I, I just want to add to that, that I'm not, you know, I'm not some guru that um, I'm not enlightened, basically. <laughs> I just mm -hmm. want to make that very clear that uh, I still go through a lot of dips in, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, and I also lapse in my meditation practices. So I'm not perfect, but I can definitely tell when I haven't done it. I can see it mm. in my my mental health. I can see it financially in my business. I can see it emotionally in my relationships with people. Uh, so this is what's happened to me very much this year is I actually ended up lapsing quite a bit with my this practice that I had adopted and I was really really good I you know I was journaling every day I was meditating every day I had stopped watching tv 
I had stopped listening to the radio. I had basically cut out any kind of stimuli that would create stories that were not useful for me in my life, basically. And I was yeah. I was consciously creating, like consciously daily creating the story of my life in my own mind and visualizing that. And then I, I started to lapse. And so I've kind of had to go re re like dip my toe back into it. And for me, how I got back into it is again, um, similar to what I did initially, but I, I would just like meditate, listen to, you know, some beats on YouTube or isochronic beats or brain FM or something like that. Um, another thing that I would do is go on YouTube and <laughs> this might sound like really cheesy, but <laughs> just watch like self affirmation videos where they're like, you are worthy. <laughs> Money flows to you. And I would just like, just watch that for like 10 minutes. I mean, like, what is the harm? Seriously, it's like 10 minutes of your time. And it's exercising your mind, just like you would your body, right? And it mm. feels cheesy, but little things like that, just start like rolling those out. And you'll, you'll see even just a small thing like that, you know, like those YouTube videos can have a really big impact in how this, you know, the space that you occupy and how you feel in that space, you know, on a daily basis. So I think especially in our in our world, right, uh, where we can have so as entrepreneurs, we can have so many big highs and lows on the daily almost, right? Yeah. Where you're like, woohoo, I'm the king of the world. I'm on cloud nine. And then you lose a client and you like dip right down, right? It's like yeah. bipolar <laughs> in a way. Yeah. That, that little balance of just sitting with yourself for 10 minutes a day, whether you're journaling or giving yourself affirmations or meditating or whatever, uh, really, really helps to mitigate that like that emotional refractory period that you experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I read someone recently saying that their kind of meditation practice is like a daily appointment, just checking in on themselves, like how they are. I thought that was quite a nice way of putting it. It's not, you know, not this kind of um, overwhelming thought of, oh, I have to sit there and meditate. And what if I can't meditate? It's just, just kind of checking in with yourself how you are and distancing yourself from from that kind of day-to-day -day grind, isn't it? Yeah, I love that actually. That's a great mm. great way to put it. Yeah. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> so how how much would you say I know this is another huge question. I'm hitting you with with the month today, but how much would you say in business or in let's say in your business, how much success is down to hard work and how much is like whatever you want to call it, luck or opportunity, being at the right place at the right time. What, what's your kind of viewpoint on that? Oh, also a very good question. I mean, I just made a post about hard work actually on, on my Facebook page. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, thank you. I, <laughs> I, I, so I work hard because I love what I do and uh, business is like a flow state for me. It's the same as exercise or tramping or I get that kind of buzz like I lose track of time when I'm immersed in my business but Same, yeah right um one of the distinctions that I've come to observe is that if I am not mentally or energetically in the right state of mind it actually doesn't matter how hard I work in my business it will go backwards all the time 
It will like there'll be it, even if it doesn't go backwards, there'll just be no progress. I could literally work 80 hour work weeks in my business. But if my head is buzzing from anxiety or fears or I'm not in alignment or I'm not into it or I'm not passionate, it doesn't matter how hard I work in my business. Um, there will be zero progress. If there is progress, it is like a, a facade and it's temporary and it's like it, it, it always ends up going backwards, basically. So I've tried to make a point in my life now where kind of like that check-in that you were saying, if I'm not feeling um, too flash, and I don't mean like physically, like I'm sick or something, but mentally, mm. if I'm really not feeling it or I'm frustrated or I'm afraid of something, I try to make a point of going, okay, you know what? Step away right now. And you just need like cat time. Sorry, my dog is like, it's not hi, cat. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to say about that. Um, and the, the flip side of that, though, is you could have, you could actually have a very, very successful enterprise and life uh, and not be working crazy, crazy hours if you're, you know, really uh, behind energetically and mentally the vision of where you're going. And um, there's a sense of like purpose and excitement and joy behind what you're doing. So, Mm. I mean, I think like you can crack success either way, but the easiest way is to definitely exercise your mind because then you're doing less work and you're getting there a lot faster versus you trying to physically push matter uh, into the you know with your mind not really behind it right or sabotaging every step of the way so one is a lot faster than the other but there's different trains of thought on that obviously we get yeah definitely it's a big question isn't it but I get what so if you if you're in that situation where you're like you know trying to put push shit uphill or whatever the saying is where you're like you're working 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 but you know that you're just not aligned with the work and your energy is not in the right place what would you what would you personally do would you just go like go on a, a, a holiday or would it just be a case of going for a run or something coming back to it yeah this is also something I've encountered in the last year personally so this is really relevant to me and um the way that I sort of approach that is first, I, I I ask myself, honestly, have I actually been doing the work? And if the answer is no, uh, and I don't mean like the physical work of working mm. with clients, but the mindset work, have I actually been either journaling or writing down my intentions or just touching base with myself, as you said? And if the answer is no, I would start there. Uh, to see if that turns things around and, and do it, you know, for uh, do it for as long as it takes you to feel really good and, and excited. And if you're still not able to get progress, then the other thing I would start to ask yourself is, are you, are you harboring any belief systems or stories internally around how success should be met? So a lot of us were raised with the concept of, you have to work really hard. Also, um, you know, what's kind of scary is a lot of people were raised with the idea of like business is cutthroat and, you you know, it's do or die. And so like you're raised with this and you believe this shit. So of course, this is how you're going to play out your story subconsciously, whether you, you want to or not. And 
these patterns and these stories, we play them out all our life and most of us will never become aware of them. So it takes a lot of self-awareness to go, am I actually, do I actually truly believe that I can be successful and it should be easy for me and I am deserving of it? Or do I have some beliefs around how money is evil or greedy or that I'm not worthy of it? Because if you harbor that, then obviously uh, it's going to be really hard for you to, to hit the, the milestones that you want to. So again, that meditation practice can really, really help with that. And then what I would say is that if you're still not seeing progress um, and, and you're in alignment and you're doing the work and you're feeling worthy um, as, and you're in alignment internally, sorry, what I would say then is that you're probably barking up the wrong tree with your business at that stage, if you've gone through those steps. Uh, but to to say like right off the the bat, oh, I, you know, I've been trying to do this for a year and I'm not getting anywhere and I'm out of alignment and this is the wrong type of business, but actually not looking at yourself first in your own patterns and your own behavior you're going to quit that business and you're going to repeat the same exact thing in another business. So you're just going to like put yourself in the same cycle until you address that. Um, and so it's, it's mostly a case of that. And sometimes occasionally it is that your vision is so fucking powerful and it requires such a pivot. And that pivot is you need to live, leave your business, but you shouldn't do that until you're in the right headspace, you know, to make those kinds of decisions. Yeah. That's so interesting as well, I think, isn't it? The thought that I see so many people struggling in their businesses and you can just see that they've got one or two things wrong with the actual business. But I guess it all comes down to the foundations, which is your mindset and your beliefs. And what made you start that business in the first place? Is it because you you think all you're capable of is making a few cards and selling them on Etsy or, you know, whatever the case might be? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, uh, money is hard to make, um, and I have to go through this Phoenix rising experience in order before I can even come into my own success, then you know what the thing is I've, 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 um, realized is that humans are phenomenal storytellers. And we love stories. We everything we consume in the media, whether it's the news, movies, the it's all storytelling, right? And we mm. play out stories as well. And you're gonna play out, you know, it's like the woman who keeps dating the alcoholic or who keeps dating the the player, right? She's mm. programmed her mind and her body to understand those emotions, whether consciously she wants them or it feels painful for her. Um, subconsciously, it's like the known, it's the safe, it's the story she knows, right? And so um, being self-aware of, of your own behaviors and patterns and how you show up in your business and in your personal life is really, really important uh, before you go and like burn shit to the ground and, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's self-awareness. Yeah, so important. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So changing tack slightly, back in January of this year, me and six other agency owners came to the other side of the world to work with you in Auckland for eight weeks. How was that for you? (laughs) Oh my God. Honestly, it was a a pivotal experience for me, I think, just as much as, as for you. It was 
Yeah. I never expected to fall in love with you guys. Like I just, you know, I, I don't, I, I think you're seeing the videos now as they're coming out. Like I was really dreading it. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this? What is this? thing that we're doing here what are who are these strange people and um, honestly it was just one of the most it was something that I will remember for the rest of my life you know it feels like yes, that when you were a kid right that you'll yeah. always remember yeah yeah I'm I'm like every time you talk about the next one I'm like no I'm not looking I can't cope I can't cope with the thought of anyone else going through this experience because it just felt so yeah life I mean it, it's it's a huge statement isn't it but it was totally life changing I think for every single one of us it was incredible and seeing the the video you know we're getting to relive it now with the I'll link to the um documentary actually in the show notes but we're getting to like relive the whole thing aren't we and see what people really said to the camera (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's actually like very pretty fairly drama free with the exception I know right the funnels was like the big drama (laughs) and the sales calls but you guys were like really you were almost like a family right so yeah I'm dreading the hike one I'm absolutely dreading that (laughs) yeah I'm absolutely dreading seeing that so what did you what on a sort of um like broader basis what did you learn from the experience yourself I know some things in your business changed from it but was there anything that you got from it that you didn't expect to well, yeah, I think I was talking to you before about how, for me, it was a really uh, transformational experience as well, because I previously had my company mostly remote, and having you guys in Auckland, and the energy and that sense of camaraderie and people to bounce off ideas with made me, you know, when you guys left, it was really quiet. And it was, it, initially, it was nice. It was like, <laughs> oh, my God, yes, we finally have like, room to breathe and space because we were all like sat you know we were so crowded in that office yeah. I remember like we had that makeshift desk of the printer table that I had created yeah. and there was like something in the corner um so it was like nice at first to have space but it very quickly it was like oh wow this is really quiet now and I really miss having uh you know that energy and that vibe and mm. that hype so for me, it, it really changed things because this year what I started to do was bring my entire team uh, back in-house into Auckland so that I could have, I realized like personally, I needed that. Like I needed, I just needed a hype crew. I needed people around me. I needed people to bounce off of and, and laugh with and just be light with, you know? So that really changed uh, my business. Yeah. Yeah, like massively. That's a huge, huge leap. And you kind of recruited from all around the world. Or I know you were advertising all around the world for people to relocate. And did that end up being the case? Or were most people just kind of happened to be in New Zealand? Yeah, we <laughs> we have a couple people that relocated. One of them, we uh, we offered a job and then about three you know three days late and he accepted and he was shipping you know coming from Australia and then you know Nicole who is operations in the company and I were chatting and we're like you know what because we we lost two staff members this month they they quit both of them 
And we were just thinking to ourselves, you know what, before we make people relocate, we should probably <laughs> like do a one month remote trial with them just to make sure, right? And so this guy had accepted the job and we went back to him and I was like, hey, so, you know, how about you just stay in Melbourne for a month? Um, and he just he wrote back like super panicked and caps lock like cat oh my shit is in a container already on the way to Auckland oh no like, oh never mind no forget I said it <laughs> <laughs> delete 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 yeah oh no yeah that's huge we we just um went through nothing like that but we got rid of someone he wasn't even he hadn't even left a job to join us but it's still kind of you know it's a difficult situation isn't it Let alone when they've relocated from another country right and then like a weekend yeah I don't like you this is gonna work <laughs> yeah I'm not down for this kind of chat in the office I can imagine the the kind of chat that goes on in the office oh with you guys. my goodness but but I just want to say like you know you're gonna be coming down to season two right oh my god yeah, yeah. we like people like yeah yeah oh geez but I'll be like you know when um you're in like year I don't know what you guys call it but like the second year when you get to secondary school and then all the new kids come in you're sort of looking down on them and a bit you know you yeah. think you're really cool because you've done it all before <laughs> yeah last week right initiation yeah yeah we're being like oh look at all the newbies yeah <laughs> make them do like a, a amateur comedy night stand up and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> initiation, initiation. That's so yeah exactly. That's so oh my god no it was an amazing experience completely life-changing my business is completely changed because of it and you know I would save my life as well I, I yeah it was just such an amazing experience in fact I was talking to a client today and they said God, she's really stitched you up on that documentary, hasn't she? And I didn't know what they meant. I just think I think everything's come across really well. Oh, I said you up. Interesting. Oh, yeah. He, no, he was laughing. He said, you know, in the beginning when he said, when you say oh, are they all going to be a bunch of weirdos? And then they just catch me pulling that face. Oh, yeah, but nothing compared to Derek, right? <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. You guys are so, a bunch of weirdos, but I think most entrepreneurs are. <laughs> yeah, and good weirdos yeah, as well. Exactly. It's great weirdos, yeah. It was a great, I mean, we were all so different, yeah. but... I think because we had that common and actually I think the thing because I'm really competitive Derek's really competitive but there was so much support wasn't there it wasn't like you know we weren't sort of hiding our work or trying to trying to be better than anyone else so it was just such a sense of support and kind of teamwork yeah yeah it was it was really really awesome to watch because I think um, you know, going back to that whole concept of like business is cutthroat. So many people have this idea that your competitors are like the enemy and you shouldn't help them. And the mm. thing is, like, there's 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 so much business and money and, and there's so many people on this planet that it doesn't matter if you have like a hundred thousand or a million other competitors, you'll be fine, you know? Yeah. Um, and building each other up is the fastest way to build yourself up as well yeah 
Definite. And that's just touching on the mindset stuff, you know, briefly. That's the, that was the biggest shift. For, well, two biggest shifts for me was that kind of abundance mindset and also the gratitude, like really focusing on, you know, being grateful before something's even happened. I think those two kind of pillars of of mindset work or whatever you want to call it were were the real key changes for me. Mm, yeah, and I know a lot of the guys, especially like Lewis and Cole, they really struggled with the meditation aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that you and and Derek and um, Shaw were really, really good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Shaw was great. She's, she's yeah, really into that kind of stuff is I struggle with it. I struggle with kind of keeping my mind still and focusing, but I try and the problem is the more you try and force yourself to do it, the harder it is, isn't it? Cause you start having those random thoughts when you, trying to really force yourself to do something so what is your practice now uh I I have really slipped to be honest I I really really try and focus on gratitude and abundance I'm really trying to particularly as I build up like this and my group and stuff I'm really trying to focus on the like just giving loads of value which I kind of um, I kind of bundle it in with the abundance thing because I think it's really easy to start thinking, you know, you're not paying me. I'm not telling you that, which is kind of bad. Mm. You know, it all fits in with the same thing for me, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so I I wouldn't say I have kind of a daily practice. I try and journal. If I'm feeling really stuck, I'll definitely journal. I definitely keep a note every day of like three things I'm grateful for. One thing that I still do that you made us do, I think in the first or second week, is um, send little gratitude notes. So just like appreciation notes to people randomly, just telling them how much I appreciate them and how grateful I am to have them in my life and stuff, which I just think, I mean, it it kind of all just comes back to being nice, doesn't it? And being, Hmm. you know, genuinely grateful, not kind of, oh, I need to, I need to remember to be grateful. It kind of has to become an ingrained thing, doesn't it? I love that you're still doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, I am. I do it. I do it. it. And sometimes it really freaks people out, but generally they're like, oh my God, that's so nice because it's just unexpected, isn't it? Yeah, with no like strings attached, right? Hey, I really appreciate you and our friendship or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another thing actually is um, doing stuff without expecting uh, or without anticipating the outcome, Mm. you know, which is something I know we worked on a lot as well, didn't we? Which, you know, so, so doing an action or doing something for someone without focusing on the outcome of of that because because you've got no control over the outcome have you and I think that can really change how you approach a situation I mean I, I would say you have control over the outcome but to expect the expectation I think is the part that gets us into like a mm. lot of uh, feelings of frustration and deflation where we have you know an expectation that um, I'm going to close this client. Like I'm getting on a call with a lead yes. and I'm going to close them for $10,000 and, you know, expecting that. And, but it, it's a difference between expecting it almost as if, uh, like I trust the universe and I know that somehow this, this version of reality that I'm creating for myself will come to manifest itself. But potentially, though, in the most unexpected way. So I think that's the problems we get into as we 
expect like we have expectations about how things are going to play out for us and we hold such you know um we hold such a uh what's the word i'm looking for like we're so uh ex- yeah expecting i don't know <laughs> that when it's it doesn't happen yeah, like yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when it doesn't happen, you get so deflated and you're like, well, I, you know, I thought I was going to launch this and make a hundred thousand dollars and I only made 5,000 and you're gutted. And uh, I think yeah. the difference is when you are relying on your external environment to feed you and make you happy and make you feel like you are worthy and worthy, yeah. and, and, and fulfilled in all of these things and successful and abundant on all of these things. And you're expecting something to fill that up for you, to fill your cup in that way. Uh, then that's when you get into troubles. Because if it doesn't come into fruition the way you expect it to, you can slip into a really kind of a negative or a doubt, you know, self-doubt kind of headspace, which just sort of can, it can tailspin what you were actually building for yourself to begin with, right? Which would have come to fruition if you just you know go oh okay well um I thought I was gonna make a hundred thousand dollars I only make ten thousand dollars okay it wasn't supposed to play out this way let's try a different approach right or it's gonna show up a different way so and it's the same in the dating world right if you're expecting someone to make you happy or fulfilled or uh you know to feel like a complete human you're gonna run into a lot of freaking problems and you're gonna be left like a shell and oftentimes like peace in pieces right versus you are filling up your own cup first you are saying i am you know i i i trust in this process and i have a freaking amazing life and i haven't and just recognizing all the things that are already that you have already created for yourself as this powerful presence and energy in this world and then that shit when it happens it's like almost a nice to have but when you're really really good at that the interesting phenomenon that happened and this is what was happened to me is like i would have like you know, a huge revenue months. And I'd be, these are, you know, I, these are things that I had on my vision board for years. Like I want to make this much money per month and I would hit it. And it was almost like, it wasn't even a big deal anymore. And I was like, Oh, thank you. This is awesome. But it wasn't like, it was almost like I had in my head, I already had that money. Like I already was that wealthy. So when the money itself came into my life, I was, I was already thinking that way. I was already thinking like someone who had that. So it was almost like it was a, it was a non thing almost uh, at that stage. So that was like a yeah. yeah that little distinction there. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. And I think just to go back about the the um, putting all that expectation on the outcome, and that's where I used to get into a real spiral where if it doesn't turn out how you anticipate it or how you hope it will it starts to play out in your head as ah it's because I don't deserve it or it's because I'm shit or it's because you know you it start it can start that horrendous spiral can't it of just like crap self-talk and hating yourself (laughs) and it ends with a a big tub of like Ben and Jerry's or something (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so um what would you ah this is an interesting one 
what would you tell your 2015 self if you could go back to just before I'm doing this in air quotes because I know you're going to pick me up on this last bit but just before you cracked the code what would you tell just before it happened what would you go back and tell yourself uh so before I fell into like the mindset practices and all of that yeah like just before your business started taking off and you were like I'm okay now like this is it it's happening you know that that period of time where you were like calling the uh, yeah. real estate agents round and yeah. that really difficult time yeah I I think it, and and I it's still a reminder that I have to give myself even now to and this is part of why I meditate and and do this this practice that I have adopted in my life is just chill the fuck out like just relax. It's coming. Okay. And I have to, I, so I'm, you know, I'm really good at this with money and business. Um, and it took a lot of work for me to get there. So if the 2015 self was not like this at all. So yeah. I was constantly afraid to look at my bank account. I had a really negative relationship with cash. Um, and I was always like frustrated because of, you know, uh, these expectations, like we're talking about, like, oh, I was expecting to, you know, do $30,000 and I didn't that month. And therefore I'm a failure and this is just not going to work. And I, I'm really good at that now with business, but it took a lot of work for me to get to that stage. But I suck at that when it comes to like, uh, so I'm single right now, right? So I suck mm. at that when it comes to like a relationship and that's the same thing I have to go through is just like remind myself, just chill the fuck out. Like you're, 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 you're single at the moment and you want what the, like what on the grass on the other side or whatever you want this relationship. And yet the position that you're in right now is something that five years ago you fantasized about. Like, to Oh my God. Yeah. Fantasized to get out of your marriage. You fantasized about this. You're finally here. And now your mind is somewhere else. You're not even enjoying the shit that you've already built for yourself. So in mm. 2015, even if I didn't have cash, the fact is I was, I was running my own business. And if you rewind it by five years ago, that was all I dreamt about was to quit the nine to five and just be my own creator, be my own boss. And yeah, it was like, you know, I was going through the hurdles of that process, that learning curve, you're learning something new. So I think it's like part of just go easy on yourself. You know, a lot of us are doing things that you just don't learn this fucking thing in school. And you're on a learning curve. And sometimes learning curves take a little bit longer than a month or two. And and just chill out, just like fall into it and relax. But if you're anxious and frustrated and deflated and all of these emotions that you start, if you feed all of those and you allow yourself to, I mean, it's, I'm not saying I'm perfect and I never feel that, but I try to not fester in it. You know, if I'm aware, I, I try to be aware enough that like, okay, Kat, you've, you're kind of in a funk. Um, like you really need to turn this shit around and either do some flow state activities or uh, just immerse yourself with people that make you laugh, like a hype crew that has a huge impact on, you know, yourself and also yeah. mindset practices. So that's probably what I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thank you. I just, I always like to end on this last question. I feel like we've probably covered this, but one last question, which is what was the one thing that you did in your business that made the biggest shift that the audience can try themselves? So my audience is largely like small econ businesses. So I'm guessing it's going to be mindset stuff. Oh, well that, that for me was definitely the biggest shift. Um, yeah, and I guess if you want to talk about it like tactically or practically in terms of like e-commerce and that space, I because I also have like a, a an e-com brand with my sister that we co-founded. Yeah. Um, then uh, I would say like really focusing on nurturing an audience and your brand. That's really really important now. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much for your time. I really really appreciate you speaking to us and sharing your knowledge it's always so impactful where can people find more about you what's the best place for them to go yeah well you can check out amanda (laughs) 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 on a digital distillery yeah yeah cool i will link to that in the show notes thank you again so much i really really appreciate your time you're like it's your early morning and my late night isn't it so you've got your whole day ahead and i can go to bed nice <laughs> thanks for having <laughs> thank you, me really thank proud you. of you by the way oh thank you so much Well, what an incredible chat with kat how that was i really love how kat manages to just simplify everything really so the mindset process that we were talking about there but I've worked with Kat for a long time and she really really has a unique way of simplifying business and marketing strategies but specifically talking about mindset I think rather than overcomplicating it as people tend to do in the online space cat really manages to simplify and make it sound accessible so i hope you guys got something out of that i certainly feel re-energized i've got a spring in my step again so it's definitely one i'll be listening back to and continuing my own mindset practices of staying grateful and not attaching that expectation to the outcome of any event really i think that's a really really powerful one and one that we underestimate a lot so thank you for joining me this week week i hope you got something from that please do check out cats companies via the links in the show notes and i will hope to see you next week